potential. If it is Tuesday, it is time once again to get powered up and energized for the week ahead of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. So taking a quick look at the calendar, today is November 29th, 2022, which means that December is right around the corner. So we can see that December will begin on Thursday, Thursday, December 1st. Can you believe the year has already essentially come to a close? December is right around the corner. So I hope that this year you've had an opportunity to make good on many of the goals that you set out for yourself, the personal goals that you set out for yourself. And that is what we are here to do every Tuesday from 5.30 Eastern Time right here on TDN Radio. We're here to remind you of those important life goals that you set out for yourself and to help you to be more consistent with those goals. So again, it is great to be here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential on TDN Radio. Taking a look outside of the window, it is a beautiful fall day here in McDonough, Georgia, a beautiful, cool 67 degrees with lots of sunshine that we're expecting this week. So I hope that the weather is beautiful in your area. If you're celebrating a birthday, you're celebrating an anniversary, or you're simply celebrating life, we hope that you have great plans for being grateful uh, this week. As for me, I'm especially grateful because last week was Thanksgiving. Last Thursday was Thanksgiving, and we had the opportunity to travel to New York, where our family resides, and we had the opportunity to have Thanksgiving dinner and also to celebrate my nephew's Neil's uh, 16th birthday. So again, my nephew Neil turned 16. Can't believe he's already 16. It feels like I was only holding him as a baby yesterday <laughs> and now to find out that he's already 16 and the tallest member of the family. So we are very proud of him. He's an A student and he's just a wonderful human being. Enjoys talking about politics. Yes, at 16, <laughs> he's already a politician and just very concerned and interested in the world around him. So we want to say again, belated birthday greetings to Neil uh, Senhouse and of course belated birthday greetings and happy anniversary greetings to you as well. So again, we are grateful that we had that opportunity. So I hope that you can find something as well in your life to be grateful for this week. So we have another packed hour for you right here on Untapped Potential. Uh, we have our Facebook Live pre-recorded interview. And today we want to take a listen to an interview that I did with Mr. Henry Schillingford out there in Dominica, attorney at law, Henry Schillingford. And he has thrown his hat into the race and be and decided to join in as a candidate for the national general elections in Dominica, which is carded for December 6th. So that is going to be next week, December 6th, the national general elections. Let's see, is it next week? No, it is actually two weeks from today. So December 6th, taking a look at the calendar. Uh, no, actually I was right initially. Wow, I can't believe that it's going to be next week. 
Oh my! <laughs> yes, so the national general elections in Dominica, today is the 29th. So yes, December 6th is next Tuesday. Oh my, that came quite quickly. And of course it came quickly because we were only made aware of the snap election on November 6th. So only one month to prepare. And I'm sure if you're from Dominica, you got the good news that Dr. Thompson Fontaine, the founder of TDN Radio, has been elected as the party leader for the UWP, the United Workers Party in Dominica. Unfortunately, they are not contesting the general elections because of electoral reform concerns in Dominica. But Dr. Thompson Fontaine is the new leader of the United Workers Party in Dominique as, as of uh, Sunday, November 27th, 2022. So we wish him much success. He has been a stalwart, an incredible supporter, an incredible champion from the, for Dominica, including starting this radio station, Untapped Potential, along with many other ventures and initiatives he has done in support of Dominica. So we wish him well. We hope that he has much success in his role of the leader of the United Workers Party. Of course, we know one of their major initiatives is to see how that process of electoral reform can be pushed forward in Dominica, where the voters list, for example, is is clean because the voting list in Dominica is bloated. There are many folks who are able to vote more than once in different constituencies because no IDs are required. So I can simply walk in and say that I am Sally Sue in Roseau and I can walk in and say I am Sally Sue in Portsmouth if I ever resided in the two areas and be able to vote. So I think we have a lot of work to do with regards to electoral reform in Dominica. So again, we are here ready for untapped potential for today, this uh, November 29th. And we will go straight into our interview uh, right after this number from Mr. Colton T, a song entitled Phase, as we remind ourselves that many problems we face in this lifetime are temporary. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves that this too shall pass. I mean, can you even think of some of the problems that you had last year? Luckily, many problems are temporary and they too shall pass. So if we adopt that mindset, it really does allow us to go through life in a little bit less, in a little bit of a less stressful manner if we remind ourselves that this too shall pass. So again, enjoy this number from Mr. Colton T out of Dominica, a sound entitled Phase, and then stay tuned for Mr. Henry Schillingford in independent candidate for the general elections in Dominica, our pre-recorded Facebook live interview, and then stay tuned. Never face me though. 
Expectations breed disappointments But stressing over things you can't control is a problem Avoid them if you can't do it No situation is permanent and nothing bad lasts forever But struggle is a part of the life that we live so best get it together My struggles they more temporary And my trouble they Struggles on my face and today I'm a stealer Just believe in yourself Cause faith in yourself is light Don't dwell on the past Tell yourself that the future will be bright From your half life You possess the energy for fight yeah. My struggles they More temporary My trouble they Never face me though, yeah. They could never face me though. My trouble days, they are temporary. Yeah. My struggles, they could never face me. They could never face me though, yeah. They could never face me though. Hey guys, what's going on? Simone here. You know, I'm supposed to be having Mr. Henry Schillingford joining me today as an independent candidate for the 2022 um, general elections in Dominica. He's having a little bit of technical difficulty, I tell you, me and his independent candidates. If it's not Jason and the internet problem, it is um, Henry Schillingford and not being able to log into the stream yet, which is kind of like Zoom. So I'm giving him a couple of minutes to come in and join us to tell us why he's the best candidate for the Grand Bay constituency. But in the meantime, I thought I would come in and check in with you guys. I know everybody's like biting their nails right now waiting on UWP and the Delegates Conference, which is going on today, November 27th, 2022. I know everybody's uh, on pins and needles waiting to find out what will be the results of the Delegates Conference. So I thought while we're waiting for Henry Schillingford, again, I have the worst luck with trying to interview uh, independent candidates. And again, come on in, share the live, share the live. Let's have a little chat just to see what is on your mind. We are, what, a couple of days away from the general elections. So I'm not sure. Well, I think we all know what the results is going to be. We're not going to fool ourselves. So what are your thoughts between uh, Clement Masler and Thompson Fontaine? And I was rather surprised to find out that Thompson wasn't on the ballot. I found that a little bit perplexing. I know that it is um, part of the process to have folks nominated from the floor, but I just found it kind of strange that he's not on the ballot for the UWP uh, for the UWP conference. So, what are your thoughts? What do you think about that? Who do you think will be the the um, will be the party leader today after the delegates conference? that the UWP, the United Workers Party of Dominica, is having right now. And again, we are waiting for Mr. Henry Schillingford to join us, but I'm having the worst luck with getting independent candidates to come on in and join us for these interviews just to see, you know, what their thoughts are in terms of what they'll be able to do for their constituencies, what they will be able to provide uh, for Dominicans um, in Dominica. So I thought we could come on and have a little chat while I give Mr. Henry Schillingford 
about 10 more minutes to try to get on in. And, you know, I don't know what it is about trying to interview folks in Dominica, but I'm not having much luck. We set this up and now he's having uh, problems connecting. So we're going to hang out here just for a little while to give him some time to come in. But I thought I would just check in with you. I, I know we're hearing a lot of talk about uh, the Labour Party is in full swing in Dominica, music blasting all over the place, day and night and night and day. And, um, you know, a lot of people seem to be bothered. But I mean, that is part of the elections process, right? That is part of the elections process to have the music and to have, um, you know, all the activities and the events to keep people excited about what's going on in Dominica. So I don't think anybody should be surprised. But what do you think? Have you taken a look at the delegates uh, conference for UWP? I mean, it was a packed house. I just took a look and um, the business portion is going on right now. So they decided to not broadcast that live. So do you think it should have been broadcasted live? I think we're all about transparency these days. Everybody wants transparency. Everybody wants to see what is going on. Hey, Dave Bertrand, great to see you. Everybody wants to see what is going on behind closed doors. So do you think the delegates conference should have been the entire thing should have been carried live on social media or do you agree with them that in fact some of it should be kept private and you know i'm here waiting for mr henry Schillingford. if anybody wants to join this live let me know i'll send you the link and you can come on and share your thoughts let us know what you're thinking about all this politics that is going on in dominica because at this point we only have about an hour left an hour a week left to go before the elections let's see when is december 6th december 6th is going to be next week tuesday so we only have about a week and a day two days before the elections will be held so you know has anybody gotten tickets to go home have you heard about anybody getting tickets to go home to vote during the elections. Veronica Pascal, nice to see you. Blessed Sunday, Dr. Simone, nice to see you, Veronica. Thank you for being here. So guys, just give me one minute. Let me play a little bit of music here and let me see if I can reach Mr. Henry Schillingford to try to bring him on. I swear I have the worst luck with these independent candidates. Oh, I think I see him. So give me one minute. He's right here, guys. Yay, I think we did it. Oh. Mr. Schillingford, Sorry. can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, my apologies. You know, as I told you, I'm from the 20th century. I'm a touchy-feely, real person. You can see by my beard. Fine, you're fine. I'm not we can good... hear you. Yeah, Excellent. we're actually live. We're actually live. I started the program while I was waiting for you, so we're already live. So you can go ahead and just say good afternoon to the folks and just kind of tell them a little bit about you. Okay, good afternoon, um, everybody who is um, listening um, to this broadcast. Um, uh, I am, my name is Henry Schillingford. I am here um, because I am an independent candidate for the Grand Bay constituency in the face of this snap election that has been called in Dominica. And I have entered um, not usually as a politician. I've spoken on public issues throughout my career in Dominica, and I'm an, I'm an attorney. I have been so. I'm a Rastaman of true conviction, and I am well aware of all the issues in Dominica, and I've played a significant role, I believe, certainly in the environmental issues and in Dominica society over the last 30 years. Whether that's been good or not is a question, but it has been significant. Anybody yes, Tell us about your professional experience um, as well. I know in addition to being an attorney at law, you're also an environmental advocate. So tell us about your work on the ground as well in terms of being an attorney and an, an environmental advocate. Okay, well, I came down here as an attorney and I returned to Dominica because I had um, two little children and one still um, incubating in her mother. Um, when I returned from law school, and I came here because this was the best place I presume I felt to bring up my children. So Dominica was very important to me in terms of that natural wonder. 
Um, and I entered, you know, I did, I did law in England and I came back here, as I said, with my children because of that situation. And I worked with the state um, for a number of years, but I worked in the states. So I realized that, you know, um, the fundamental reason why I'm in Dominica and most people are in Dominica is because of the natural wonder of Dominica. But there was no addressing it whatsoever. Anyway, a colleague of mine, Afi Montef, felt the same way. And I left um, the government service in about, yes, I mean, two years, less than two years into it. And I devoted my, my legal acumen and my, you know, I had a life long before I became a lawyer. I have two children and grandchildren in the United States. Um, in Atlanta, I have family also. Um, and so, you know, I, it, was, it was a phenomenon to me that Dominicans didn't respect this wonderful environment there. So anyway, the Dominica Conservation Association for a number of years, in fact, me and Asset and Martin were probably the most progressive throughout the whole of the Caribbean, and we know this because we attended many conferences, um, the highlight of which was I spoke on behalf of the international NGOs, that means all the NGOs in the world, at the plenary, the UN plenary at the World Summit of Sustainable Development in um, Bali. Um, I actually got disenfranchised with the environmental movement because often I was the only black advocate. Um, the black people were usually the government people. It's amazing how the environment has, is a white person's domain. Um, and I was frustrating because the corporations had been greenwashing everything from the time of the Rio Convention. And now they even have Agenda 2020 as a nasty document. Um, we were also part of the 1995 um, Global Summit in Barbados, in which um, Owen Arthur stood up in Rio and said, well, this is all good for big continents, but islands are different. They have different environmental elements. And UN agreed, so there was a world summit on sustainable island states in Barbados in 1995. We had a major um, exhibition here in 1997 where we showed you could have compost toilets, windmills ran, um, a radio station from there, we baked um, bread by solar oven. We showed Dominica, you know, a, we had an herb garden. We showed Dominica that it could literally have an environmental future. The whole point yeah, is yeah, that yeah, the, yeah. the governments have fought, and I don't want to go too long, but the point is that Dominica is an environmental wonder, and that's mm -hmm. why I am here. Yes, thank you for that. And, and of course, we want to say to, uh, good afternoon to everyone joining us on the Facebook Live, Jerry Francis. Julius Corbett, uh, Leandra Bellew, Herman Baduli, Badui, yes, uh, Badwill, Herman, yes, we're from Dominica, so we say Badwill. So again, Mr. Schillingford, thank you for joining us. Uh, Georgette is here as well. So just kind of tell us about Grand Bay and the needs you see in Grand Bay in terms of, you know, what is lacking in Grand Bay, why you decided to go up to represent Grand Bay. Well, uh, those are two different issues. There are um, cumulative issues in Grand Bay. Grand Bay, I go up for Grand Bay, I'll tell you, because of this snap election. And in fact, that if it had been allowed to go, there would have been um, no election. In the community I actually live in, which is right next door in Bagatelle in Fonseca, I live at Point Carib, um, they don't get to vote because there was no opposition. And so you have uh, a government calling elections and the people do not get to elect anybody. And that's an appalling situation and the grossness of this really, um, you know, bad governance of this country. I mean, the leadership and this party has been, and in my estimation, the worst government in the Southern Hemisphere, most corrupt government in the Southern Hemisphere, given the per capita income and the state of the economy in the first place. And so the reason I went up was for that. Now, the issues in Grand Bay is myriad. You cannot play basketball in Grand Bay. Um, you cannot play football. You cannot play cricket. Um, the court, um, the community center, which was held for the court in Grand Bay. So court is held in Pichle for Grand Bay. Um, <coughs> sorry. Lale is a ghetto. Lale, this most exciting place, um, um, which was so much culturally happening. Nothing is happening. Um, it's a dead place. And there's a lot of vigor that needs to be done in Grand Bay. And I also come, I'm putting myself to remind them of their rebel independence. 80% of Grand Bay 
where people have their houses now as a result of Rasta dread and people uprising in 1974. And so is this independence, this willingness to take on power and seize what you need is what makes people important and what makes Grand Bay a seminal community in, in the Caribbean. Having Geneva be the site of three rebellions over the course of colonial history, the last one in 1974. So um, given who I am, what I stand for generally, and um, because of this um, political shenanigans, was a perfect storm for me to enter the race. But However, is, I don't have is, the financial support, I hope. Yeah, what do you say to those who said that, you know, somebody else tried to defeat the Labour Party in Grand Bay and Vince Henderson still became victorious? Are you concerned about the strength of the Labour Party in Grand Bay? Well, even then they were stronger. They're so weak now. I mean, the, the Prime Minister's speech of his nomination was the weakest, limpish, wimpish-ish, um, speech ever for somebody who's in power in 20 years. He's fired his four major ministers. Um, he doesn't get it at all. Um, and I think he's teetering on uh, mental imbalance. Um, so the Labour Party is extremely weak. The guy that ran against Vince the first time was a regular bus driver from Grand Bay. With all due respect, he doesn't have the command of the system, language, issues, etc. He's a local guy from Grand Bay. I like him. He's a nice guy. But um, I know Vince. Remember, I was part of the team that got the Labour Party in power in the first place. Myself, Crispin, Gregoire, and Assi managed Ruzi's campaign. And these young kids, Vince and um, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Roosevelt Skerritt, um, were little boys, you know, had never done anything in their life. And they were just filling up the ticket. Um, but they got great hubris upon being elected and they have been descending downhill ever since um, mm -hmm. in a very um, nasty way, I would say. Right. So, no, uh, I know this very well. And it is the beginning of Dominica, quite frankly. And those who don't know, it's the beginning of Shillingfoot. Um, the first Shillingfoot estate is in Grand Bay, and it has mm -hmm. come as a to And so I have a lot of links with Grand Bay um, personally. And, you know, we're talking about six generations back. I can trace it to 1821 um, into Grand wow. Interesting, interesting. Now, tell us about your plans, your projects. Uh, how will you fund any programs that you're planning on doing in Grand Bay? Because I think that is kind of what it boils down to. People are under the impression that the Labour Party has the money and they're the only ones that can provide for Dominica. So someone coming in as an independent candidate, where would you find funding for any projects? And what are your thoughts on, on projects that you would implement? Well, I mean, I, I know the system. I mean, a lot of these MPs who are not in government don't understand how to work the international system. In fact, I think that a lot of Dominica's projects and things can be funded by international NGOs. You don't even need. Um, World Bank and, and government-to-government -government funding given the scale. I mean, there's some um, environmental organizations that have three times the budget of like a Dominica, for example. And what is interesting is that the environment, and most of our issues are environmental, um, you know, and even things like sports, etc. cetera. Um, and so MPs can actually form local NGOs and address those issues from international trust and, and other funding agencies and actually do a lot for their communities sans government. This mm -hmm. idea that they keep creeping into people that you only can do with government is one of the problems. And it's your idea is um, is an art of war. What's his name? Um, Lin Xu, the, the Chinese guy, where you make people feel that you're overwhelmed, that you, you can't do anything without them or they're beaten and they're beaten before you start. And so that concept that Labour Party has everything and can do everything is part of that element. Um, mm -hmm. I have a, a whole national idea, which I've put before parties called the big idea. Why cannot Dominica be, become the emblem in the United Nations of a state that can be totally sustained environmentally? We have the integrity. Um, we have land, water, soil. We have sea where our our environment and our ecology, the integrity of it cannot be matched on whole by any nation in the world as a nation, no doubt. We have um, the last remaining people of the Caribbean. We have 
we have maroon, we have black people, Africans coming to here and continuing to come for 80 years before the first colonialists came to Dominica. This is a singular fact in the world. This is Oprah Winfrey news I just gave you, girl. And this mm -hmm. is being suppressed because you have Africans, hear me, free Africans coming to Dominica in the heights of the slave trade, the only place from Chile to Maine that this has happened. And that in fact, when the English came here in 1765, remember Dominica was only colonized in 1765, less than 80 years of slavery, there were already 300 Mawas in the hills. And so Bala could mount an attack that, that reached English newspapers in 1786 when he took over Rosalie Estate and slaughtered every white man he could see and feasted at Rosalie Estate for three days. And so this rebel history in Dominica is very real and in fact, and I want to represent that because that's what the world needs. The world needs an emblem that will stand up against all these forces. I am that guy that will face a hundred guys and go through them. And yeah, and no yeah, and it just seems, uh, Mr. Shillingford, that there's, there's this lack of grit in Dominica. We just seem to take and take and take, and nobody seems to be really opposing what is going on. So the powers that be keeps to be um, imposing more and more on Dominicans because we simply take that, that Nagmawa spirit that you we speak about seems to be so lacking in Dominica. And Grand Bay used to be the epicenter of, of that Nagmawa spirit. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's what I'm here to revive. I am appalled myself. I'm a Rastaman. And I blame you people in the diaspora. I have blamed the bourgeois element in the Caribbean throughout who has taken all the wealth for the Caribbean and gone to America and create their little Caribbean bubbles in America. And they have their sauce on Saturday and their black pudding and they have their parties. And they create these, um, um, you know, what basically are balloons of Caribbean culture. They don't even mix with black Americans and understand the struggle of black America. And so there's a lack of revolutionary spirit throughout the Caribbean. They become patsies, middle class, black saps, as far as I'm concerned, and abandon the Caribbean to come back for carnival every year and expect it to be the same way. Well, the Caribbean is dying because all our great, the smartest people with the best and the most have gone to America, Canada, England, and France. And that's the reality, my dear. And you may yeah, form part I, of that group. And I appreciate your thought on that, uh, Mr. Shillingford. But would you, uh, you know, with all the qualified people who are part of the diaspora who are from Dominica and the lack of opportunities in Dominica, especially for, for employment, do you see technology like what we're doing right now playing a role to reverse that brain drain and to potentially have us make a meaningful contribution back to Dominica and the Caribbean? No, I am, I am tech, I'm against all this technology. It's, um, the environment isn't. It's touchy-feely. I think this is a trick to get us into their world. No, we need your real body to come down here with whatever you've gained in America. 100 people coming back, 100 families with investment can change the face of here. Um, you know, I've stood up before alone. I mean, you, you will remember these guys keep surrounding the court with soldiers, preventing people to come into court when the UWP guys are on trial. Yes. Well, I've burst that barrier, and I'm in court now with the chief of police because mm -hmm. he couldn't stand it, so he charged me with beating him up in front of all his soldiers. I'm still in court with this guy four years later, and mm -hmm. so I know that I have stood up before, and I can't do it again. And I agree mm -hmm. with you that, um, you know, part of my lack of doing it even more is because there really is nobody behind me. Um, but at this point, with these guys, I'll take them all on, all by myself. If they let me in parliament, I will expose. How can we have five diplomats who are tried or convicted of international crimes and the government is still in there and the, and the international community isn't attacking him? He's a puppet of the World Economic Forum who has to show that Dominica nation, which can be and prove that Western capitalist modern system is wrong and it need not be the way forward. In fact, it is the way to hell. And what we can show the difference is why that they have funded him to such an extent. How can he be the richest prime minister in the Caribbean when he's a, a poor person's child from Vegas that don't have any education? I mean, it is just appalling. He's never yes. seen at the river. He's never seen at the sea. 
He has two children born here. This is worse than the money he stole. No, his, 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 children, children. His, his children were not born in Dominica. They were born in the U.S. Exactly. How can you have a prime minister having children while in office and sending them away to be born? That's worse than stealing $10 million. It, it's just pure cool wash should have met him on doing that. So that's the state of Dominica, and that's the difference with me. He also is never seen by a river. He's only seen in Armani suits, like 2,000 US dollar suits and $300 leather shoes. You know, it's pink shoes. So he speaks to what he's about, I think. Um, and so um, we have a really a nasty, uh, a government who represents the nastiest parts, the Clinton-esque elements of international society, the, the dregs. And he is representing this nature, beautiful island. And I think he's a plant by um, Charles Schwab and the World Economic Forum. And I'm putting this yes. out for the first time in, in wide media because you asked me and I'm on this forum, but I take this seriously. They and are why, eating Dominica. And why, do you, and why do you think so? Because Dominica is the only place that can actually be a nation state that can ex exist ecologically without them and be based on full integrity. If we take this Namawa spirit and say, we are Mawa, we are Rasta. In fact, Dominica is a Rasta place. Nope. And I say this with no apologies. Rasta is the only answer to the black people's problem in the world. Rasta has answered every question in terms of fashion, language, religion, everything. Nobody else has done that. So you're, we know the world will come to Rasta. They must, the black world. Otherwise, they will perish. Yeah, and I want to I wanna ask you about your support in terms of you going up as a candidate. But first, we have to acknowledge our Facebook viewers. We have quite an audience with us today, so we are happy that they're joining us. Uh, John Peter, Bernard, Carrie Veer, Kenny Dover, Trevor Moore, uh, Damien LeBlanc, Dat Stoner, Gabby JB, Jess Mir is here. And guys, if you're just coming in, don't forget to share the live. I am Simone Matthew, and today... We are joined by Mr. Henry Schillingford, attorney at law, who is an independent candidate for the Granby constituency in the December 6th uh, national elections. And we have a few comments coming in, so let's take them now so Mr. Schillingford can address them. Uh, Veronica says this political sham election is hot, hot, hot. Uh, Dave Bertrand has a question. He says, what message you are passing on to the grassroots in Grand Bay about the legislation of medical cannabis? So that's the question coming in there for you, Mr. Schillingford. I totally disagree with medical cannabis. Um, ganja is a plant. I have advocated, in fact, I've had an argument and the court has failed to give an answer in three years. My argument is that Ganja is an agricultural crop and it should be treated like oranges, apples, anything. I do not need a license to grow it. I can grow as much as I want, just like basilic and parsley. It is an agricultural product. I mean, everything I see about ganja is in their laboratories. Rasta fight for this. Man go to jail for this. Man lose their family for this. And there's never mention of Rasta. I'm not for medicinal marijuana. I'm not for recreational ganja. Ganja is an agricultural product. And so, of course, I am the main advocate, and I'm going to tell Grand Bay, they used to have a major ganja economy. Now they're run by cocaine. Mm. There's cocaine in Grand Bay, Mr. Schillingford. How do you mean? The main, the main gangster in Grand Bay is a ma the major crack dealer, and his brother has got the contract to build a hotel at Lale Coco. He mm. is Garrett's main man in Grand Bay. Oh my, that's quite and a I know him. Yes, and so I know him. So speaking of which, what about youth development? Do you have any thoughts, any plans with regards to youth development in Grand Bay? Youth development, as my youth were developed, as I was developed, as America has the best plan, is sports. Sports. Yes, sports. I There's completely no sports. agree. We have wonderful athletes in Dominica. No league is going on right now. There's no um, um, school leagues. Grand Bay don't play football. I'm telling you, it's absurd. I'm a national basketball player. My son is a national football player. You understand? I am based on sports. All my um, metaphors to my children, life is a game of sport. Sport is the absolute metaphor for life. And when you look at game theory that these white boys try to um, think, 
they don't even understand. White boys are so stupid as far as I'm concerned. Oh, well, let's, let's not say that. Let's not generalize. I say that. You can cut me off if you want. White, they no, said I'm black people are stupid. White people are stupid. Anyway, we'll go on. Up. Okay, well, we'll go on. I mean, you love white people like that. White people are the problem. Anyway, um, so my things for youth is sports and more sports because you can teach, you can train by going on hikes in the hills. You yes. can train by, you know, so incorporate the whole idea of sports into the nature island. Um, we'll encourage sports tourism. There's no reason that college teams and other teams can't come down here to train in this Absolutely. beautiful, lovely year what we have. So I have a program for that. I have a program for cultural and bands. Um, rehearsal space at the, at the G-Tech Center. There's a big space there. I would turn into a rehearsal space for dance troops. Yeah, because you, uh, you had mentioned to me Matutu's Park. Tell me about that. Matutu's Park is the best amphitheater, natural amphitheater for a community in Dominica. It slopes down a hill with a natural stop, and the background is the sea um, where the stage is. It's a beautiful spot. We've held many Rasta bingies there. There's been concerts held there, but it's been destroyed since hurricane and not fixed. Um, in the open space in front of the stage, there was a basketball court that used to play. Um, and it's surrounded by houses. It's really in the community. Um, and it's just laid dormant, you know, for five years. And so there's no entertainment space in Grand Bay, you know. Um, um, so Matutu's Park is, and it's, and it's after one of the great women. It's like, um, you know, the great spiritual women of Dominica. Um, is, um, you know, Matutu, another part of, of Grand Bay is called Mabouche. Mm -hmm. So the women um, of Dominica and that, you know, um, pipe smoking, mushwe, mushwe um, um, tied woman mm -hmm. is the great symbol of Dominica. And so that's another one of the programs. That is the entertainment where we get to put on performances. We can bring acts there. So I, I am, if you know, my time in the United States was spent in entertainment. I've produced Steel Pulse. Um, I'm very aware of, of entertainment and how that goes. Um, anybody who knows me in New York, I started Mojanaya and I produced Mojanaya. You, you know, my, my history is also in the entertainment industry also. Yeah, it sounds in like you have quite a, a diverse range of um, skills and talents, Mr. Schillingford. I think that is quite impressive. So I think, uh, you know, it is great that you're going up for this position. But just kind of tell us, um, community support, how are you reaching out to folks? What is the feedback you're getting? How are you um, campaigning in Grand Bay? Well, I'm doing very little because I have very little support, very little financial support. Hopefully right. that'll be changed by tomorrow. I've had some conversations over the weekend. Um, you know, I don't know if I win. I, if I win, I'd be great. But um um, the anti-Skerritt support has been um, confused by UWP's madness of not going for elections. I think this is a really um, disgraceful position for a political party um, that, you know, you, you, know, you, you, know you, you jumped in the water, you got to get wet. Mm -hmm. um, so the fact is that if we hadn't done this, you would have had a government, legal government, with, you know, not even a chance to bring the issues to bear which was another reason I got the ridiculous English. The reformation of our laws has to include no snap general elections. And even mm -hmm. if there is no opposition, the person putting themselves forward must spend the time putting his ideas to the um, populace. It cannot be that he just gets in because there's nobody. He still has to put his ideas to the populace. So there's mm -hmm. fundamental things to change. Um, I disagreed with UWP because there was... All this thing they were arguing for, for electoral reform was a nonsense. And I told them that for over 15 years. It's the enforcement of the law. You don't reform. The, the, a clean list isn't reform. That's enforcement. The identification mm -hmm. cards is not reform. It's enforcement it's of the existing law. Okay. Are there any other, speaking of electoral reform, any other thing you can think of in terms of what needs to be enforced that is not being enforced in Dominica? I like that you mentioned that whole, you know, not being able to call a snap election within two years of um, Well, um, that's election. reform. I, I would yes. consider reform like, 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 I know a number of white people who have not gotten Dominican passports, who've kept their thing, but have worked here, run um, mm -hmm. hotels.
Oh, I think he may have gotten a call or a text and it froze him. But guys, thank you for being here. Come on in, share the live. We are here with Mr. Henry Schillingford and he's telling us all about his plans for Grand Bay. You know, the use of my Tutu Spark. Um, all what he sees can be improved in Grand Bay and he's looking for support. So, you know, I just wanted to give him an opportunity to come on in and tell us all about his plan for Grand Bay. So thank you for being here. Uh, we will give him a couple of minutes to see if he will come back. Jerry Nelson, nice to see you over there on YouTube. He said, Rel said, Ras Bigger Bro. Uh, Dave Bertrand says, Mr. Schillingford, what plans do you have for historical buildings in Grand Bay? So, guys, give me one minute. Let me play some music. Of course, you know, I'm going to go straight to Nasio Fountain and I will see if I can bring him back on so we can continue our conversation because I think there's a whole lot more to be said about. Dominica and Granby and everything that is going on. So let's jump on over to YouTube and let's take in some Nasio Fontaine. All right. Let's see if you can hear this and just give me one minute. I'll be right back. Okay, so he's back. Thank you, Mr. Schillingford. Thank you for coming back in. I don't know how long I last. My battery uh, on this old phone I have. My apologies to your audience. Should I oh, go just... Oh, that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. We're, we're about to wrap up. Okay. Yes, Dave um, Butchman. Um, yes, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, Dave Butchman had a question for you. He says, Mr. Schillingford, what plans do you have for our historical buildings in Grand Bay? That's a good question. Oh, well, the most important historical building is where Marcus Garvey stayed. It's on the corner. Mm -hmm. The wood top got removed. It's um, mm -hmm. Marcus Garvey spent in Grand Bay when he came to speak here in um, the early 1930s. Um, other history, much of Grand Bay's historical building is gone. The Dangle building is gone. The old Schillingford building is now the um, the uh, the the um, the bank, you know. Mm -hmm. uh oh, I think he dropped again. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for being here on this blessed Sunday on Push Past Ted. You know, we keep trying to bring in the candidates who are contesting the general elections, at least the independent candidates, to give them a little exposure. Just kind of tell us who they are and what their plans are for their constituencies. But you know, the internet is never on our side in Dominica. But again, we will keep trying. So if you missed any part of the program, remember you can always go back to the beginning and check out the beginning of the program and exactly who Mr. Henry Schillingford is, his plans for Grand Bay, and everything you need to know if you're considering supporting him. So I think we can go back. I think um, the delegates conference for the UWP, of course, we're all concerned about what is going on over there with the delegates conference for UWP and to see who will be nominated as the party leader and what are their plans going forward because i think that is what we want to see at this point we want to see what are the plans going forward in terms of what uwp is bringing to the forefront for dominica so again i want to thank you for being here thank you for being a part of this push past 10 presentation don't forget to share the live as we continue to um have those conversations to help to move our beautiful nature island forward. Don't forget to like Push Past 10, follow Push Past 10. Right now, our audience, I believe, is up to, what, 19,000 viewers a month, 20, 28 days to be exact. So we're very proud of that. And it's because of you that we're able to continue to grow and we're, we're able to continue to give exposure to our people, to our products, to our 
businesses. So we want to thank you for being a part of the Push Past 10 Nation, like I like to call us. And we have so much more to do. You know, Christmas is around the corner. I know we're all stuck on elections, but Christmas is around the corner. So we will be back and we will show off our Christmas and carnival celebrations wherever we can find them. So I'm not going to say too much. I don't want to let too much out of the bag, but we will have some celebrations from Christmas and, you know, just uh, taking a look at what Dominicans are doing around the world. That's what we're here for, to promote and celebrate Dominica and to have those conversations that help to move our beautiful island home forward. So again, thank you for being here. I'm Subod Matthew. And until next time, you take care and enjoy the rest you of your You are listening Sunday to evening. Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Just been listening to a pre-recorded interview of that we did via Facebook Live with Mr. Henry Schillingford, attorney at law, and we wish him all the best with the general elections in November. And just a reminder, this episode of Untapped Potential is brought to you uh, through the kind compliments of Adams Healthcare. For more information, you can log on to adamshealthcarellc.com. So that website again is adamshealthcarellc.com for all your best in terms of specialized treatments for men, women, and children. You can check them out at Adams Healthcare llc.com. So as we move along with the program, we have for you our tip of the week. And this time we are looking at 23 goals to set in 2023. Goal ideas for personal growth. So, you know, it's already the end of the year and we're looking ahead to 2023. And I'm sure that I'm hoping actually that you were able to accomplish some of the goals that you set out for yourself uh, this year. And if not, then, you know, we move on to 2023 and we continue to work on those goals. But if you're just curious in terms of some of the goals that you ought to be set um, setting for yourself with regards to your personal growth, I thought I would bring you this particular article. Again, 23 goals to set in 2023, goal ideas for personal growth. And this is from the website ambitiouslyalexa.com. So again, ambitiouslyalexa.com. And the article is 23 goals to set in 2023. So let's see what Miss Alexa says here. She says, entering the new year with a sense of hope and abundant mindset will uh, really motivate you to identify and achieve the goals you set for 2023. And these 23 goals for 2023 are a great place to start. I am very fond of goal setting, so am I. As cliche as it is, I always like to take advantage of the motivation that a new year brings. If you're struggling to to determine which goals you should set in 2023, here are some ideas that are certainly attainable and possible to stick to. So she goes on to explain why it's planning goals for 2023 important. So you can take a look at that. But let's look at some of the goals that she recommends. These 23 goals for 2023 focus on a new on a few areas of improving your life, self-care, health, finances, and creativity. If you're looking for inspiration to set goals that will change your life next year, keep reading. And guess what is her first goal for 2023? The one that I talk about all the time until I am blue in the face. (laughs) 
<laughs> Number one, staying consistent. Isn't that what we always talk about here on Untapped Potential? The importance of staying consistent. Because let's face it, if you have important life goals, but you're not consistent, there is no way you will be able to achieve those goals. So it takes being consistent. And I always remind us that we've done this before right? So whether you have pursued your education, you've earned a degree, whether you've had a success, you have you found success in raising your family, we have all been able to achieve goals along the way because we were consistent, we were tenacious, we did not let anything stand in our way. So in the same way, we try to apply those same principles to new goals that we are working on, whether it is losing weight, getting our finances in order, we try to take those same ideas of motivation to apply them to our new goals. So number one, staying consistent. Consistency is a major theme that has been on my mind heavily, heavily lately with everything that I do. The reason I mention it first is because consistency is important for any goal you set this year. Motivation can and will fade as the year goes on. And it's possible you may not stick to all your goals from now until December. Finding ways to remind yourself to stay on track will be crucial in preventing yourself from forgetting about your goals or losing the motivation to work towards them. This is why it's always best to break down a goal into concrete executable steps rather than better rather than get in better shape consider how many times you will work out each week come up with a daily uh, calorie goal and goal weight and you know this leads right into push past 10 because that is exactly why I wrote the book because many times we get overwhelmed with so much that we have to do with regards to setting a goal and trying to achieve it. But as I talk about in the book, if you simply focus on the first 10 minutes of getting anything done, the first 10 minutes of doing a workout, it quickly spirals into 10, 20, 30 minutes. And before you know it, you've done an hour. So very important, those first 10 minutes. And that is why my book is called Push Past 10. And everything I do surrounds the importance of being consistent by focusing on those first 10 minutes. So the second goal she recommends, spend less time on social media. Oh boy, <laughs> that's going to rub some people the wrong way because we know, especially now with everything that is going on in Dominica, social media plays a crucial role. But in my mind, I would not say spend less time. I would simply say negotiate your time. So I talk about this a lot where I look at social media, maybe from about 10 to 12, just to see what's going on. And then I log back in, but uh, maybe about four o'clock in the afternoon, because most of the work that I do is on social media. All my programs as uh, on social media because it allows me right now to reach uh, an audience of about 19,000 uh, visitors a month. So social media is an important tool, but it depends on how you're using it. Are you using it simply to waste time, to pass time, or are you using it, for example, to engage an audience, to learn something, to connect with a network of folks who are trying to achieve the same goals that you are trying to achieve? So, you know, I am a huge fan of social media. You will never hear me say a bad word about social media, but the idea is how are you using your time on social media and are you balancing the time you spend on social media with the time you spend off social media so that you can ensure that you're accomplishing your goals. So some really great tips from this article. She talks about decluttering your home. Let's see, spiritual growth, closer connection to spirituality, uh, practice 
practice mindfulness. So again, I certainly recommend this particular article again from ambitiouslyalexa.com. By the way, I think that is a fantastic name <laughs> for a website on goal setting. So again, um, uh, Ambitiously Alexa. And the name of the article is 23 Goals for 2023. So take a look at it and let me know what you think. So here we are at the end of the program. The hour always seems to just fly by. So again, don't forget this episode was brought to you by Adams Healthcare out there in Dominica, AdamsHealthcareLLC.com for more information. And with regards to our featured video over at Push Past 10, I went ahead and uploaded Mr. Henry Schillingford's interview. So you can take a look. Uh, you know, he's such an animated person. You know, he speaks with his entire body. So in case you want to see the video of our interview, I went ahead and posted it on Push Past 10. So you can check it out, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com for more information. And while you're there, don't forget to click on the YouTube channel for all our uh, videos and also to click on the past podcast so you can check out any program you may have missed along the way. So again, it was great to be here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. We will be back next week, same time, same place, right here on TDN Radio, uh, Tuesday, 5.30 Eastern Standard Time for another episode. I hope that you always find value in the program and that you will continue to make contact with me uh, to let me know how this program is impacting your life. And if you would like to do so, you can reach me at P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 at gmail.com. So pushpast10 at gmail.com for more information. So until we meet again next week, uh, you have yourself a pleasant week. Don't forget to tap into your potential uh, every day, every week, every month. Remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay engaged, and stay active. Until we meet again, you have yourself a productive